Optimize My Life, the ultimate radio show where we unlock the secrets to living our best lives. Now, before we dive into this exciting journey of self-improvement and empowerment, I want to take a moment to thank our incredible sponsor, The Hope Collection, for making this show possible. Their unwavering commitment to spreading hope and positivity in our lives is truly remarkable. We believe in the power of interaction, so we want you to be a part of this incredible journey. Call in, write to us, or connect on social media. We'd love to hear your questions, experiences, and challenges. Together, we'll create a thriving community of like-minded individuals, supporting each other to thrive and shine. Good morning. How are you? Good morning. Good morning. Doing fantastic. I am your special host today. Ron's on vacation. Ron's on vacation? Who approved that? (laughs) I guess guess we are in the – well, there you go. (laughs) There you go. It came from the top, the tippity top. And uh, whenever it comes from the top, all you do is say, Yes, ma'am. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's good. You know, it's good to take a vacation every now and again. You it have is. to. Yeah. The kids have the travel bug. Ariana's already playing her next trip back to Buffalo. Is that right? Wow. How beautiful is that? You know, how beautiful is that to, to be aware of uh of what you guys did. And uh that's a memory, especially from a from a kid's perspective that'll last forever. They will always remember yeah. that trip. Yeah, especially running and mom ended up Ron's backyard. Huh? Yeah. Well mom felt a little guilty afterwards because I didn't you know, most little kids you take them somewhere, especially somewhere new, someone they've never done or been, they want something at the store. They want some kind of souvenir. True. And those two never asked. They didn't get anything. I didn't think about it. Because they never asked. Wow. We're good kids. You know, as opposed to mommy, 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 mommy. <laughs> they asked mommy, once. Mommy, I mommy, said, mommy. you got to uh, wait a minute. Yeah. And I said, wait a minute, because we got to find Dad, because Mom didn't have her purse on her, and Dad had the wallet. And then mm-hmm. I forgot. And they never asked after that. And that was like the first day. Wow. Wow. You know, you got something special there. I know. Kids remember right? vacation. That was like, well, would you say that was, from their perspective, like a road trip vacation? Yeah. Oh, they've never they traveled really outside of the area, ever. How about They've that? never stayed in a hotel. They've never taken trips. So oh, this boy. is an extreme so for a first that trip. Now. That's going to be an expectation yeah. now. Good You're thing we have a, an agreement it. with the Naval Park to be there every year. Oh, that's going to be awesome. You know, I was just looking at a friend of mine posted on Facebook, Yellowstone Park, and uh, – Yellowstone is about 11 hours from me here in Colorado Springs. And the pictures she posted, you know, with the nature and the horses and the buffalo and the grizzlies and, you know, back to nature and the geyser. Oh, man. I got to go. I got to go. Yeah. We've been up to Mount Rushmore. One of the trips I want to take the kids to. See, that and I thought that was going to be awesome. our first family trip, was Mount Rushmore. It's four hours away from my house. 
Mount Rushmore is only four hours away? Yeah, it's two hours oh. to South Dakota, and once you get to South Dakota, it's right, you know, not too far out into South Dakota. It's really Wow, quick. yeah, we took the kids to so Mount I Rushmore. Feel... You need to go. <laughs> you need to go. Yeah, Mount Rushmore, we uh, took the kids to Mount Rushmore. You talk about a great time. It was uh, It was an amazing time. And uh, they had something right next to Mount Rushmore called Bear Park, where they had mm-hmm. uh, you could drive through this park, and they had all the different types of bears. And uh, they had the grizzly, the black bear, the brown bear. I mean, they had all these different bears. And bear, 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 bear. You know, and uh, and they came <laughs> right up to the car. And so my kids were able to see that. And of course, Mount Rushmore is just uh, amazing to see. And um, I forget the Indian chief. That's Crazy horse. Ahead. Crazy horse. Almost completed statue. And uh, how huge it, will never be completed. it is. It will never be completed. How huge it is. How huge Mount Rushmore is. And uh, my kids, though, we took, we, they, have, they have traveled so much and for, have get forgotten most of it. And uh, we always have to tell them and remind them, we took you guys on trips. Ah, you guys never took us anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they're like, we never took, you never took us anywhere. No, we took you guys on trips. Do you remember? And then once we get them thinking back, oh, yeah, okay, oh, yeah, all right, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we took our kids on so many cruises that they were like, oh, we got to go on another cruise. Like, you better shut up. Folks haven't even been on there first, (laughs) you know, and you guys are complaining. And, of course, now they take their adult friends on cruises like they're all big and bad. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we know how to do this. You know, I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. There was a point when you guys growing up where we got to go on another cruise. I think it was more because they had to stay in the room with each other. Uh, on the inside cabin, right next to us, <laughs> under control. That's even worse. <laughs> yeah, that's even worse. And so we went on a uh, a free cruise this past December, a travel agent cruise. So every now and again, the cruise line will open up a free cruise for travel agents. And, of course, they want us to come and, and to you know, tell everybody once we get back how great it is and so forth or whatever our critique is. And so MSC had a travel agent cruise this past December over Christmas, the nine-day Caribbean cruise. And I was like, yeah, let's go. You know, why would we not? And um, so Brenda and I, we, of course, got on the cruise and we said, okay, let's bring the family. And so my, my son and my daughter, they're like, well, we want our own cabin. And, um, hey, you can afford it. Buy your own cabin. And so they got their own cabin, and Brenda's brother came, and it was his birthday on the 21st. So we were celebrating his birthday. We had the most amazing time as a family. You know, the kids are older. They've got their own jobs and their own, pretty much their own lives. And uh, But for us all to come together on the cruise. We ate dinner um, at the table with just us every night. Laughed and talked and talked and laughed and, you know, the kids can drink. <laughs> like, I know you guys can really drink. You guys are drinkers. <laughs> and you hold it so well. And so Brenda's like, where do you think they got that from? Remember when you used to drink? <laughs> well, you got a point there. You got a point there. You know, and uh, but we had we had the most amazing time, and uh, we had all the different stops in the Bahamas, in in the Dominican Republic, in Puerto Rico, San Juan, Puerto Rico, and we walked the streets of old San Juan, and we had authentic Puerto Rican food, and this wonderful restaurant. We we're at, and I forget the name of the fort, one of the old forts, and. We were just there, just kind of just piddling around. I was taking pictures on the outside. You know, forts always appeal to us military folks. And, uh, and this guy came up, and uh, we just asked him, you know, where's a good place to eat around here? And he told us this restaurant that was 
down the street, take a right <laughs> at the crow's foot, and da 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 And so he said, hey. I said, well, how's the food? He said, well, I just came back from there. The food is fantastic. And so we set off to find it, and we walk on these cobblestone roads and passing all these beautifully decorated, uh, colorful buildings and, and, of course, all the different colors and yellows and the blues and how they paint the buildings. And and, uh, and uh, we go to this amazing restaurant and have an amazing, amazing lunch. And so after lunch, we're like, oh, we need to find some sunlight so then, you know, find the harbor, you know, because it was almost time for, like, sunset. And we were on the cruise. We were going to take a catamaran sunset kind of cruise to um, the cruise in the middle of the harbor and face the sunset so you can see it. And, ah, eh, let's just walk. And uh, so we, after we ate, we said, let's see if we can find the harbor, old San, old San Juan. So we come out and we see way down at least maybe 10 blocks the sunlight coming around the corner. And so Brenda's like, hey, my wife, she's like, hey, let's just, let's just follow the sunlight. That looks like it right there and see where it opens up to. And so we're walking about 10 blocks and cobblestone, and I'm taking pictures of everything because it's so beautiful. I mean, the, the buildings, things on the side of the buildings, the little shops along the way. And we finally get closer, and the light gets brighter. And we had to turn this corner, and uh, so we get up to finally, you know, to see straight down that corner where we turned. I tell you, Mary, the harbor is like, boom, right there, front and center. And the sun is shining, and, and so we continue to walk another block or so, and uh, and we walked right into where the harbor was, right in time for sunset. And so we see the catamaran right in the middle of the, you know, the, whatever, the water there. and But we had the entire view of the entire open harbor and the sunsets. And I got some really great pictures. I love taking pictures. I got some really great pictures. And, uh, and it was so much better than, you know, taking the little excursion and being on the catamaran right there. We saw we had, we had full full view on the entire harbor. I mean, it was just amazing. And uh, so we went on and went to a few more stops, but nine-day Caribbean cruise, free cruise. And uh, the travel industry offers that to travel agents. And, of course, we're Surge 365. And uh, and the travel agency side of our business is Travmanity, two separate companies within under the umbrella of Surge. And uh, Travmanity is the travel, host travel agency. And, uh, and, and so, but the vendors from time to time will offer free things for the travel agents to come out and to experience their product. And I'll tell you, it, it is the most amazing, amazing time and the most amazing opportunities. We had another free cruise that was a transatlantic crossing. And uh, Brenda became a Commodore I mean, the travel industry has trainings that you can take. And so Princess Cruise, Princess Cruises offers this training for travel agents to learn about Princess Cruises. So Brenda completes this online training. The training is absolutely free. And, uh, and once she completed it, Princess will give you a free cruise graduate, graduation gift, a free cruise anywhere they cruise. And, uh, and they have a whole list of all the different cruises you can select from. <clears throat> so Brenda found this 15-day, 15-day transatlantic crossing Western Europe cruise, leaving out of Fort Lauderdale, hitting the Azores, Portugal, Spain, Paris, Paris, <laughs> Paris. Interesting story on Paris. And uh, Southampton, London, and then it ended up Stonehenge, you know, with all the prehistoric rocks and all the. Ooh, I would you love can float. You can float to in see the Stonehenge. Air. Stonehenge was amazing. It was amazing. So we said, okay, hey, let's take it, and we booked it because normally the longer cruises go pretty quickly to travel agents. Hey, let's do the longest one. And so when we saw it, we said, book it. 
One of the things we didn't realize is that there was a, it was a transatlantic repositioning of the ship. No return trip. <laughs> <laughs> and so after we booked it, it's like, this doesn't come back. <laughs> okay, you normally, you know, you go out, you come back. Go out, you come back. This is a repositioning of, you know, one of their ships, the Emerald Princess, over to Europe. And uh, it didn't return. And once we realized that, we said, okay, let's make a, a, a even bigger trip of it. And you're military, so you've got Mendenhall over there in London, military air force base. And we said, okay, let's after Stonehenge, and uh, you know, let's go to the airport, Heathrow Airport, and let's catch one of their buses because they have a a bus that goes straight from the airport to Mildenhall, pretty much for soldiers that are coming in and going to Milden, Mildenhall. And so we hop on this military bus that takes us to Mildenhall, and uh, and I go to lodging to hey. Do you have a room, a couple of rooms, for, a room for us for, and we were going to stay in London and kind of do some stuff for about a week. And they gave us general officer's quarters. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. And she said, that's all we have. Well, that's all we want. And, um, and so we were trying to catch a military hop. We figured, okay, we're over in Europe. Let's catch a hop, military flight, over to Germany, Frankfurt. And then let's go to Ramstein which is about an hour train ride south of Frankfurt. You know, we're going to make a whole vacation of it. We're going to make a vacation of it. And so I think President Obama was doing something over in England and in London, so we never could get a hop. So we said, okay, well, let's take a commercial flight. We took a commercial flight from, from, uh, from, from Heathrow to uh, Belgium. And that's where we had the stories of the chocolates. And, of course, Ron has the stories of the chocolates in Germany. But we get to the airport and the Belgian chocolates, and we, their airport is set up like a full-blown mall with all these, you know, extravagant stores. Like, wow, wow, wow. And, of course, we go into the Belgian chocolate store. <laughs> and they had all the variety of, of chocolates. Barry, I think I bought them all. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't help myself. Anyway, so we finally catch a flight over to Frankfurt, and I don't know if you, you I don't know if you've ever stationed in Germany. I uh, took some not on uh, purpose temporary duties over there. <laughs> and I right? I and so you spent huh time in the hospital. I spent time at the hospital in. in but Yeah, I wasn't stationed there on purpose. Yeah, when you came back, I know. So we were there fun, right? And so we fly into Frankfurt, and we're trying to figure out, okay, how does this train system work to get down to Ramstein? And it's like during rush hour, so everybody is so anxious. And we walk up to the machine, it's like, okay... And this guy standing there watching us, he comes up to us and says, hey, where are you guys going? Oh, I'm going to try to get down to Ramstein. He said, oh, I'll help you. There you go. Here's your tickets. Can I have five bucks? <laughs> sure. That was actually was worth it because our train was leaving in like 10 minutes. <laughs> and so we scurry and jump on the train. And so we're going down to Ramstein, and we're seeing towns like Frankenstein. <laughs> Like, is that that's Frankenstein town? And we're seeing all these different names, you know, German names, German towns. And we finally get down to Ramstein and uh, Air Force Base, about an hour south. And they drop us off. And it was like one of those scenes from a movie where the train drops you off, you got your luggage, train leaves, no one's around. <laughs> like, okay, is anybody home here? The train's gone, you know, you don't even hear it anymore. And we're like, where to from here? Drops you off at the train station. And so we look across the tracks, you know, about a block away, half a block away, and we see one taxi at this little tiny station cleaning his cab. And so we have to walk all the way up the train tracks to the road and across and all the way down. 
and we get to him. He says, hey, you know, we ask him, you know, we're trying to get to Ramstein. He says, oh, I'll take you. And he says, uh, I've got access to the base. I do this all the time. And I, my timing is always perfect. You know, thank goodness. And so we jump in the cab. He takes mm-hmm. us to Ramstein. And you probably didn't see it from your perspective when you were there. Because <laughs> you saw the hospital. No. But they have built the Ramstein Inn, which is a gorgeous, fabulous hotel right there on base. And it has the food courts, and it has beautifully decorated rooms and open areas and spaces. And uh, little did I know when I when I sent a request when we were at Milden Hall to Ramstein Inn saying, hey, I need a room, they said, don't show up. We're totally booked. <laughs> and uh, I didn't know that until later. <laughs> and so we show up at the desk, and uh, and they say, well, we're kind of booked, but we we've got one place for you. And um, it's pet friendly, and it has four bedrooms. Is that okay? I'm like, sure, sure. And um, so we take it and we stay at Ramstein for another week, and we do cruises, castles of the Rhine, river cruise. And so we see all the different castles, and we're on this this river cruise ship. And I will tell you. There was maybe 15 people on that on that river cruise ship, and so we were sitting up front, pretty much all by ourselves, and uh, and just cruising the Rhine and looking at the castles along the side. And part of this package, that's why I love military. You know, they put together nice little packages. This was an actual package where you do the river cruise, and then you get off, and then they actually take you to a castle to tour a castle. And um, so we toured this one castle, and and I go up to the tower, <laughs> and you know, there the castles were pretty much toll stations for people for um, people coming down the river, cruising down, and they would put a chain across the river for people to pay a toll for ships to pay a toll. And um, so I go up in the tower, and so you can see up and down the river in the tower, and it made me feel like. Hand me my longbow. <laughs> you know, I'm looking at, you know, it's like a castle, you know, the the castle. And I'm looking, and it's like I could just take a longbow and stretch it back and just let her fly. But it takes you back to the medieval age in a feeling. And I don't know about you, but I'm glad I'm born in, in this during this time. <laughs> Because it takes you, it took me back to wow, how these people lived. Beautiful castle, you know, but you know, how they lived. Would you prefer to live in that time or this time, if you had a choice? I prefer to be back in the twenties, honestly. Back in the twenties, what city? Mm-hmm. A big city or a little city? In between, a suburb, but still you know, a small town community. You know, I miss that whole community time that we used to have where, you know, everybody came and helped each other. Everybody worked with each other, you know. So kids could go run around all day long and not have to worry about watching them every moment of the day afraid something's going to happen. Well, you know, that was you before could do dumb the things. 20s. I know. It yeah, was nice I grew to go up outside and play. In Minnesota. We're Minnesota. So it takes us huh? Minnesota. Where did you grow We're up? We're a you little bit smaller with the trends. No, I grew hmm? up um, northeast of the Twin Cities. I grew up about a half an hour north of the Twin Cities. What's the name of the city? It was Forest Lake, right by White Bear Lake. Oh, now I know. I actually don't. Right by White Bear, White Bear Lake. Lake. And, and that's what's the major what's the major city that's near? Saint Paul. And never heard of that one. <laughs> what's the major city near there? Saint Paul, the Twin Cities, the capital. Oh, Twin Falls, Twin Falls. Got you, got you, got you. I'm sorry. Okay, yeah, I didn't hear you. You're good. <laughs> no, yeah, I grew up right outside the Twin Cities area. Oh, nice. Uh, your husband, too? No, he grew up, he actually was born and raised in the house that we're living in. 
Is that right? Wow. Medford. Nice. Man, that's awesome. That's a, uh, wow. Yeah, I like, I like back then too and being able to play and, and just have fun. But that was, I guess, the life as a kid versus even more so the life as a parent or as an adult. I think adults all are always no fun. <laughs> you know, the carefree life of a kid. I mean, that that's pretty cool. And so we do the river cruise. And so now, you know, I'm military. Okay, well, how do I get home? How do I get home from here? You know, can't take the cruise back. I could take a flight, but I'm at, at, on a military base. And so I said, wow, you know, major base, Ramstein, a lot of flights going back to the States. And so we went down to the passenger terminal on base and uh, and said, hey, do you have any flights going back to the States? And uh, they, of course, did. And so we're talking to one of the guys there, and he says, okay, we've got a choice of two. We've got a military transport going back. And we have a 747 returning with some troops that uh, are returning from 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 serving, and uh, going home on leave. And which one would you like to take? Now I'll tell you, take the 747. <laughs> Do not take the transport. Your your wife would never forgive you if you took the transport home. <laughs> She's been on a transport. She would never forgive me again. <laughs> and so and so we took the seven forty seven with the troops actually returning from I think they were deployed like a couple of years and so they were returning home. And I tell you, we got on that seven forty seven. They treated those troops so well. The dinner, the meal that they had and uh and how they just treated them, returning troops after uh deployment. And so, of course, we were able to benefit from that. And it wasn't a full flight, so you had, you know, some of the soldiers laying out on the whole road. <laughs> and, uh, but they just treated us so well. So we fly into BWI in Baltimore. And, you know, it's like, okay, let's let the troops returning from deployment, let's let them get off the plane first because, you know, they had massive crowds out there welcoming, welcoming them home. And so the truth for getting off, and we're hearing this almost deafening roar. You know, every soldier that got off, and so we're like, well, you know, we're not deployed, so let's just stay on until it dies down, until they leave. And so after, you know, it died down, we must have stayed on there another 45 minutes or so. We're like, okay, I think all clear. And so finally we get our no. stuff and and we come off. No. no. <laughs> kids, kids are running up to us handling this cards. <laughs> and I was like, oh. Now, you know, of course I'm military retired. Never had that kind of, uh, you know, retirement kind of deal. So I received it, but but it was like, oh. And we felt so good. Even though we were trying to avoid it, we couldn't. And uh hi, hi, man. It was so heart touching just to see, you know, the support. Now one of the things and you and you actually train on this and have a company on this is the mental wellness of those returning soldiers. It's great, you know, during that moment. You know, when everybody, yeah, welcome home, welcome home. But can you talk a little bit about the adjustment that it's needs to be It's very hard. And the sad part is, and what this is, and I've experienced this myself, because I didn't really have a family. You know, my parent, my mom was here. I wasn't really talking to her because things were going on, and I just, so when you are one of those coming off that plane and you don't have that person cheering you on, it gets really lonely. 
no, you're in boot camp and, you know, you're coming home, you don't have that big welcome party. It's it's hard not having that sense of belonging or that, you know, that the cheering crowd that you need. And the hardest part is, you know, you attach your identity, and you do this too. You know, we all do this. Our identity is attached to that uniform. And when you lose that uniform, you don't know who you are. Your purpose is gone. Your whole life is gone. You don't know what to do with yourself. And having... And there are transition programs in the military, but those are, they're only designed for when you retire or you're planning on getting out, you're leaving. When you end up hurt or something happens or you get discharged out in a hurry, there are no backup plans. You're just out the door, see you. And that's what we really need to start working on is helping these when they get out to figure out who they are especially when you're a career military. Your only thing you've ever known since childhood is that uniform. You're right. That's one of the toughest things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The good thing is in the social media, you can still stay in contact now with, you know, your, your units, your buddies, your, you know, battle buddies. Where before they didn't have that. You didn't, you had a letter here and there, but it was a lot, easier to lose contact with them. Where now, like even now, I still talk to some of the guys I went to boot camp with. That is pretty awesome. That is a positive mm-hmm. of social media. It really is. It really is. It really is. I'm, I'm enjoying the, um, exper- um, you know, you guys' experience. Thanks for sharing. This is Kim, your queen. I bought a buffalo. Afternoon, you guys. Hello. Oh, I'm so sorry. I Good could to not hear your voice. My phone. Yeah, yours as well. I couldn't get my phone to connect last night. I just felt like I was just lost in <laughs> prayer, Monday night prayer. And I said, oh, my goodness, I know my friend's still praying for me anyway, but my phone has had these difficulties. I was just glad I had an opportunity to, for it to work today. So I'm enjoying your stories, you know, as I'm um, needing to hear them. Um, excuse me, I know you had asked a question, you know, um, what, what what's a good time to go back? You know, I felt kind of selfish, I, and I wanted to lay this on the line in front of a minister because I do know, um, Rick, you, you do handle that title. So, you know, just to be, you know, check some yoke in my own eye and, and just get some help from you guys because, you know, watching watching everything today, Sometimes I get confused when I hear so much love comes from military members, the family of the military, whether it be from whichever sector, Navy to the Marines, all of them, how proud military members talk about each other. That's what really grabs, you know, really grabbed me because no matter, and then at the same time, there's a story behind this connection story makes you, for me, you know, I want to throw up, I want to blow the world up, I want to start it over, it's not fair, I'm raging, ah, because it's conflicting to know that the military service of a human being was turned into a mockery to me. I think the government was totally, totally unfair, and then at the same time, we still have the universe to yield our, our family members, our children, and so on, to continue to enlist in a system that shows you back no love. At least that's how I'm, I'm gathering it. But I will ride on the positive wave of this, and that is that the military has a unique connection and love to each other. They don't even have to know each other. And I watched that all my life. 
So I'm going to ride on the positive and not focus too much on why would the government set it up like that and why would the ones that sacrifice themselves for their families and for other people's families be held up as it is, and now this is our fight today. But it's okay. I can't change things I can't change. I'm learning that, especially repeating country boy to do what you said to do, that nobody can do it like you do it how you do it. And so to stay <laughs> To stay in that lane kind of keeps me safe. Yeah, because, you know, what can I really, really do? But I'm going to ride on the love, that that, that um, algorithm that connects this rhythm together where military families make this music. And I'm hoping to be an instrument that that tune get played in that way because we need to know it's conflicting that you have so much love for this for this unit of of, of of militariness, and yet the people you was giving it to first have no love for you. So I'm conflicted. Absolutely. To get. Okay. Thank you, you are absolutely right. There's an easier way right. to explain this. We don't do it for the government. For sure. Yeah, it has, it's it's we're shielded. You know, it's almost like, and I know you're going to say this, Mary, but when you come into when you sacrifice your life and come into the military and you guys are all in one place knowing that you have signed your life away, stuck, that's the bond. What did we do? Mm-hmm. And this is all within a system, like you said, that is cold, doesn't care. <laughs> right? And you know this. You know that you're playing with fire. But you have your buddies. That's all you have. And that becomes a family. People don't fight for the government. They fight for their buddies. People don't do anything for the military. They do it for the person that they see, that they know, that they love, and that they can protect. Go ahead, Mary. You got to remember, too, and that's exactly it. It's your battle buddy. You, those people are the people that you're with 24-7. But you got to remember, too, only 10% of the U.S. population qualifies to be in the military. Out of that 10%, only, 10, or only 5% of that actually make it to boot camp. Out of that 5%, only 3% actually graduate boot camp and make it into the military itself. Just because you sign those papers doesn't mean anything. Until you graduate and you walk that field and get your certificate and your duty station that's and you, it's an elite force out of millions of people in the u.s only three percent make it that's where the honor comes from that you did something that most people will never do or cannot do and 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 and, 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 it, and it should be but and it should be received like like that's that's information. That's what that's to me that's top motivation for the human race to to be um to be motivated by those who can face those type of challenges and then it should be noted in a different vision. I'm praying for it that you know, that we see it now in a in a ways and a means to transport, you know, transition into something new because, you know, I'm looking for those three percent that can say, Well look, and you got only thing you got was was train in that honor, but you the one hold it. If the gift was given to you, so I'm looking for us to stand up as individual leaders and 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 and, and restructure where we don't have to go through a man-made boot camp to say we qualify for something because you were qualified because it was in you to qualify. You and like I was telling Lynn Kane, you know what makes you special to me in my eyes is the fact that God chose you to put to download in your head and in your consciousness just how to navigate this this the speed uh uh, uh transition to, to 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 find out how to break that he gave that to you so instead we it's it's a, it's a title of military but no I, I i like the individual celebration like mary when you was in my presence yes. to me i didn't see the military i i didn't see this right. woman that that made things work, and you know, so I, you know, how I'm just, you know, maybe we could just give the the, the uh, credit 
to where the credit really is due. And it's due to you, it's due to you, it's due to you. Not that not that ground that gave us an opportunity to say, well, okay, I'm gonna teach you how to shoot a gun. I'm gonna help you right. I'm gonna help you take right. that okay. and, okay. and you gonna That's your Oh, it's a tool it's a tool of the system. It's an absolute yeah. tool of the system, no doubt. And the, the like what Mary was saying, Mary, you were saying it and you said it well, is that it's a feeling it's almost like graduating from college. Yeah. And you can use any system. Military is just one. It, mm-hmm. Every system is impersonal to the person. This is, <laughs> military is really just one example of even mm-hmm. just life. Right? Life, city government is impersonal to the person. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. any institution is impersonal to the person. You know, mm-hmm. and military just happens to be one. But yeah. when you bump against a system, you're going to find out that that system really doesn't care about you as an individual. Absolutely. You know, and so, so the whole. So, how, so, so what qualifies us not to tell anybody at this point to not generate that energy in that area, not, not, not to give up that fire? I had that fire. My mother waited till I got to the door and said, nope, I'm not going to show my daughter. But I had that fire. So I know I'm speaking from that fire to help my brother and my sister. So what I'm saying is we allowed the righteousness in us to be guided by a system that strips us of unrighteousness. This is when I, when I came up to the mountain, those but, seven mountains. Okay, but you're looking at Yeah, I'm just You're looking at this as an individual standpoint. Yeah, in the military, it's not one person. Right, celebrating, but right. I'm saying but to, that's to not celebrate. How it works. No, I, but I'm not talking about them and how they how it works with them. I'm talking about a new age. You know, it is written that a new age will come. It is written. It is written that people that handle things like that will be given only six thousand years. I don't want to dislike the religious show, so I'm not. I'm just saying though, I'm not bucking against anything. I'm just saying that I love you guys. You know, you'll you'll work so much. That's what I'm saying. I really, really do. You know, but it's like like graduating from college. Like Mm -hmm. a person doesn't realize, even today, education Mm -hmm. isn't what it used to be. And so a person goes through high school and they're thought, go to college, go to college. And they go through high school and they have their little graduation, high school graduation, and then they go to college. And they go to college and they get in debt, right? And they graduate from college and they can't find a job. You know, they're, they're, we, that's the system. We're brainwashed to go mm-hmm. after and to achieve different things that once we get to the end of it, we realize it's not what it was cut out to be. And so they well, can't find a job. They're trying to get work, meaningful work in what they went to school for. They've been told all their lives, you know, you're going to be this, you're going to be this. And when they get to that place, they can't even find a job. We come in the military, and, of course, everything is brainwashing. <laughs> you know, serve your country, da-da-da-da. And you come in and you serve faithfully, but any institution is impersonal to the person. It does not even care. It doesn't even recognize. All it recognizes is the mission and what we're going to do. But that's every system. And so you can pull the military right. and point out them, but it's every system, you know, every institutionalized system now, does it need to change? Absolutely. Will it change? Uh, most likely not because it's an institution. But the most important thing of an institution is the people. And see, so in each of the situations, whether it's college, whether it's just life, life is just as cold as the military is when you think about it. Yeah. That's, mm-hmm. that's yeah. the system, you know. Yeah. When you bump against yeah. the system, it bumps back and will try to crush you. That's everything. So what we do is we make the best. And so in the military, we form the camaraderie of us people. And mm-hmm. and it's almost like once we get out, it's like we made it. <laughs> you know, we made it through. You know, when you get out of college, you made it through. You know, it's one of those <laughs> accomplishments. But it always comes like you're actually like you're saying. It comes back to the people, the Lynn Kane's, the Mary Stanley's. It comes back to the You get tired of all We suffer in mm-hmm. our ear. I mean it's like it's like you know, my path my path sent me like I didn't I wasn't in the military. 
but I was in the street war. I was I was out there talking to gang members and pleading with them and ch- trying to change courses. This is just my path, not to compare it to anything. So no, but that's the same. Them. It's the same. You know, it, it, and, and it was rough to, 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 to see a mother holding her grandchild and both of them get blown away. You know, I'm saying that as an individual, I refused, but not. With, you know, without my comments, since I got comments, and I do understand what you're saying when you say, well, will it change? And then your response was, well, maybe not. But, Mr. Rick, my brother, Rick, I'm to my conversations with our father, and I'm not getting religious. I'm not religious. But I, I do want to say, as I know these calls are recorded, that there are the day that we talk about, they know more about the ending day or a day that their challenge is up with our Father in heaven more than the people who is not opposed to the human race. These people know their time. I know that they know. I know that they know I know. So I'm saying that please don't um, take me like I'm, you know, bucking against. I'm not bucking against the system. I'm from heaven, and Satan had his time. Lucifer had his time, and the devil had his time. That's all I'm saying, and I mean that. And so while we continue to fight and create programs and to be able to guide ourselves through these times where we believe that it will always be like that, no, 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 the earth will be released. It will be, and I think I will insist on it. So I love the military, and I'm going to shine on the hearts like military humans because it is your kind that shows Yahweh's righteousness in heaven because you stand for your neighbor. Thank you. Amen. Amen. I agree. Yeah, I mean, definitely. I I, I look at the training that I have received from the military – and and who I am, you know, today, based on that training. And um, but do I give all the credit to it? No, I give the credit to God, of course. Yeah. And um, mm-hmm. and that I made it through. <laughs> Thank mm-hmm. God. And uh, but I made it through, and that's like. But I compare life the same way. Mm-hmm. I don't. I can't look at any system and say that system's you know bad, good, whatever, because. Uh, life is life is like that, you know, like and that, the same yeah. principles apply across the, the board. You know, the like board, you were saying, yeah. even for even like gang life, you know, it's the same principles as the military. You know, every, you know to make it through the things mm-hmm. that you got to do, the rules and the regulations and what you got to learn and how you got to deal and the psychological and and, and even PTSD. I'm so sorry. You have you have those entities in the background and they come in our neighborhood with those guns. See, it's it's the manipulation of the people mindsets that's to be attacked. It's not to say, well, we, we you know, we can bring down it but there has to righteous people have to have something more powerful than unrighteousness so that we can believe that God is you can't kill him. Like where is he to show up? And we praise in him of his glory and his righteousness, but yet we can say, oh, well, the devil going to keep us. No, no, no. Oh, no, oh, no, oh, no. We, we need, we oh, need no. him to, to, to stand up and straighten it all out. Like, I'm, I don't want to keep going, but I want daddy to come home. I want daddy to say, look, now, let our playgrounds be safe across the board, period. We, ain't we tired? No, I don't want to go back to the 20s, the 30s. My mother and them caught hell in them years. My great-grandmother them caught hell. Mary might have had a good time, and thank Yahweh she did. But my, I got a lot of members called purity hell, so hell no. I wouldn't want to see them days, so instead of me weighing some years out, I want them all erased. That's just me. I'm a little crazy in heaven. But <laughs> and, and, you know, I mean, and it's okay. I don't want to be reminded. You know, I'm glad they're getting rid of the dollar because I, I don't want to – every day I'm, I'm shuffling dollars and I'm looking at faces that oppressed me, faces that told me all my life they hated me. This is some weird psychology to life. It's insulting to my spiritual brain. <laughs> so, when, doing so, that. so this is Marketplace Ministry. And Marketplace yeah. Ministry – like like any ministry, well, not any ministry, yes. but marketplace yes. ministry begins with the individual. Yes. 
And what keeps me in peace is I know my purpose, and I'm walking in spiritual authority. And that's what keeps me in peace in a world that would try to drive you crazy. And so I know my purpose. I know why I'm on this planet. I understand my gifts, my talents, my skills, and I offer them as in service to humanity. And so that gives me a sense of balance in a world that is without balance. And so that I, I you know, I've got the equilibrium of balance in a world that's without balance, but that comes from me understanding who I am and whose I am so that I don't get caught up in other people's things. So I've got spiritual authority that I'm walking in. There's a vision that I'm walking in accordance with, and that vision is the vision that God has given me for, you know, my life's purpose and my life's path. And so I'm walking in marketplace authority. I'm walking in spiritual authority. And then, of course, understanding the seven mountains, I'm looking at each of these mountains. I'm looking at the turmoil and, uh, and the confusion that's on each of these mountains. And for me personally, I have a dominion mandate. And my mountain is community government. And so I'm taking the travel business and whatever travel business, whatever business the person's in, I'm saying, okay, and understanding the seven mountains, use this business, bless this business, Lord, to create a pipeline of wealth that will free me up to do what you've placed me on this earth to do. And so, and so, you know, I'm in community government. If that's my mountain, Lord, bless this travel business, but it could be any business. And so I've got a plan. And in that plan, you know, I'm able to live. I'm able to thrive. I'm able to have a mental stability right, in a world that's gone crazy. And I'm continuing to rise because here's what I know. Every place I, every place I plant my foot on the mountain of government, and the mountain of, of community, I'm taking dominion. And so I'm growing as a person. And I was just thinking about this this morning. The more you grow, the, the, more you, the more you grow, the more you go into the place of your position. And so my whole goal is focused on me. I got to grow to get to the place. I grow to get to I, – I, my growth creates movement. You know, as I grow and as I acquire information, as I meet people like you, Queen, as I meet people like you, Mary, and Country Boy, I meet people and and I learn from them and everything that they say, and it gives me movement to go to my next level. And so that's why I listen a lot to people because I'm learning from movement. Back to you, Country Boy. And I was still. Was Country Boy on? Yeah, while you guys were talking, Rick, I was just thinking how you kind of educated everybody when it comes to the word marketplace ministers, regardless on what's your career, regardless on what's your background. Ron loves it when I say we don't really care whether you graduated from Harvard or Yale or just got out of jail. Everybody has something unique about them that the divine creator has given them to do that no one on the planet can do like them. And then Ron often used the term service leaders. We are here and grew up in elementary school understanding that it's not about you. It's bigger than you. It's about his glory. And can you be one of those people that can be a better world changer by blessing people in your pathway? And sometimes, again, it's just simple. And it's simple as simple as just being kind. But, Rick, when we talked about, I heard you guys talking about when everybody comes in and loves their very, very, very best, and anything less than that is absolutely unacceptable, it goes from being personal to being universal. You understand that you may not be able to save the whole world. Oh, I forgot to tell you. He's got the whole world in his hand, but in his hand is a group of individuals like we have been called. Many are called and few are chosen. So the people that are connecting up with the whole collection and coming up to that point of their life now and not just saying, if I'd only knew then, 
what I know now, yeah, if I didn't use then what I know now, Rick, I wouldn't have spent $1.2 million in college. I'd have got in the travel business. I'd have chose me a career and done it from home, online, like they're doing now. When you were talking about using children, we got children in the travel industry now that are making more money than their parents and people with master degrees when we can use children to compound the wise. And the last part, we said it's time for everybody to stand up and speak out. You don't have to scream. You don't have to shout. But we got to courageously, did y'all hear that word? Courageously stand up and speak out. And then, again, the individuality part of this thing says when you be the best that you can be to you first, and you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you, then you can operate out of the spirits of obedience. And when you operate out of the spirits of obedience, you're always going to be able to be obedient and be an answer to somebody else's prayer. I'll stop right there. Amen. (laughs) You know, one of the things that we talked about on the spiritual call yesterday was blind assignment, and I know we only have three minutes here. Uh, blind assignment, and when I went down to uh, Brenda and I went down to Miami, uh, we were on a blind assignment because we booked the trip based on what we thought was going to be a meeting that was moved to a later date, and uh, and so we went on a blind assignment to look and see and to feel who and why I'm here, and we found it. And so one of the questions yesterday on the spiritual call is, are you available for divine preparation, sight blind preparation, and to go on a blind assignment? You know, can the Lord use you to, or will you forfeit it through fear and, and disobedience or whatever, you know? Will you forfeit it through fear uh, because of the unknown? No, I'm not going until I know where I'm going or where I'm being sent. And so we go down there, country boy, and we and Ke- and Mary, we met, I met Kevin. Didn't meet him in person, but talked to him on the phone, and gained his trust. And he's working out some major deals at some major levels, and um, and it, it is just amazing. But that was a and country boy. Of course, I met Margaret down there. We had dinner with Margaret, and that was one of the assignments. Are you available for a blind assignment? And even more importantly, are you available for the the blind preparation, and not get distracted, but stand focused on the goal and the mission? I was like, wow! I got promoted. It was a promotion. And I had an opportunity to get offended. <laughs> you booked this trip and it moved and I already booked. I booked. I had an opportunity, but I didn't get offended. And I walked through to the blind assignment and there it was. And I got a promotion. Your promotion is in your blind assignment and being willing to receive your blind preparation. Over to you, Mary. So we are almost out of time for today. Join us back here at 9 p.m. for the new time for Roadmapping Your Life with Heather. She's doing a special show and talking about transitioning life and how to make these transitions and follow it like a map to make the best life you you want out of your life. Thanks, Rick, for coming and joining us every Tuesday. Thank you. Thank you so much. Have a good day. Have a good night. We'll talk to you guys back here tonight. See you, Queen. Thanks so much, Queen, for all your information. Oh, Oh, my God. I'm I'm so happy I'm waiting in for that prayer. We hope you found today's show insightful and empowering. Remember to follow us on social media and optimize my life for updates, additional resources, and to stay connected with our community. Join us back here tomorrow at 12 p.m. Eastern for another enriching episode as we continue our journey towards a more fulfilling and optimized life. Until then, take care, and remember to make each day count. Oh,